Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. There's a new word in the English language, sort of. It's called frenemy. Someone who appears to be your friend, but is really your enemy. You know the people. They draw close to you. They compliment you. They pretend to be into you and what you're into. But all the while, they're talking behind your back, creating confusion and doubt. Tomorrow is a frenemy. The concept of the near future is one that can bring comfort like a friend. And the concept of the near future can also bring out the worst habits in us like an enemy. So today, let's dive into the subject that tomorrow can be both friend and enemy, a frenemy. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and we're talking this week on Daily Devotion about building hope in troubled time. Let me invert the order and talk about tomorrow being your enemy. That's the most common depiction of tomorrow in Scripture. The Bible portrays tomorrow as not your friend. Jesus said, don't say in four months and then comes the harvest. Lift up your eyes, it's now. And that is the emphasis in Scripture. The Bible teaches that we should never delay until an uncertain tomorrow, which should be done today. To never procrastinate making the hard choices. To put off having those difficult conversations. To laying to rest old scores, burying old hatchets. For today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Tomorrow is your enemy when you think that urgent business can wait. Because when it comes to consequential things, there is only one day that matters. And that is today. The wise Solomon said, don't boast about tomorrow. You don't know what a day may bring forth. You just don't know. The rich fool in our Lord's parable thought he could lay up treasures for many tomorrows, but heard heaven tell him, this night your soul's required of you. You just don't know what can happen in a single day. Matthew 14 tells the events that occurred in one day in the life of Christ. Get this. The day begins with Jesus receiving word that his forerunner, the cousin, John the Baptist, had been killed by Herod. He was struck hard by the news, and the Bible says he withdrew by boat into a solitary place. Throngs of people followed him, however, along the shoreline. When Jesus landed and saw them, he had compassion on them, began to heal the sick in their midst. This went on until about evening time. His disciples urged Jesus to disperse the crowd, but Jesus fed them instead, multiplying loaves and fishes, sent them home. He then sent his disciples away in the boat and he went into the mountain to pray. A storm came and the disciples feared for their lives and Jesus walked to them on water. No, we never know what a single day holds. So we should be careful how we treat each day. Augustine once said, God has promised forgiveness to your repentance, but he has not promised tomorrow to your procrastination. Delay can be so costly. James said it like this in chapter four, come now you who say today or tomorrow will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy, sell, make a profit. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Today you're breathing. 
Don't let urgent things wait. Tomorrow becomes our enemy when we ignore today and bank on tomorrow. In fact, hell is counting on you banking on tomorrow. He was going to be all that a mortal should be tomorrow. No one should be finer or braver than he tomorrow. A friend who was troubled and weary knew would be glad of a lift and who needed it too. On him he would call and see what he could do tomorrow. Each morning he stacked up the letters he'd write tomorrow and thought of the folks he would fill with delight tomorrow. It was too bad, indeed he was so busy today, he hadn't a minute to stop on his way. More time he would have to give to others, he'd say, tomorrow. The greatest of workers this man would have been tomorrow. This world would have known him had he ever seen tomorrow, but the fact is he died and faded from view, and all that he had left there when living was through was a mountain of things he intended to do tomorrow. In my many years of working with people and pastoring, I've seen the pain of those who depended upon tomorrow. Those who thought that the day's going to come, I'll get right with God, I'll get everything straightened out with my friends and my loved ones. I've stood by too many open graves listening to people pour out their hearts and watch as they silently and pitifully try to make some gesture, offer some word, some effort to take away the pain of procrastination. Do something today. Act now. Say it now. Tomorrow is your friend, but it's also your enemy when you take too long to realize what's really important. When you refuse to see the moment for what it is. When you allow the allure of the future to prohibit you from doing what you know you need to do today. Tomorrow then becomes the chain that binds men to loathsome habits. The barred and bolted door that shuts men out from their house of dreams. Tomorrow becomes the epitaph upon the graves of those who failed and come short of life's true goal. Tomorrow is the downward path that leads men into the land of regret. It's the siren song that seduces people from the path of duty. It's the slumber that paralyzes the energy of people, the snare that traps us, the sword of self-destruction. Tomorrow is the word of the tempter and the deceiver of mankind. So in a sense, tomorrow, this frenemy, this friend and enemy, tomorrow is your enemy when you think urgent business can wait, when you ignore today and bank on tomorrow, when you take too long to realize what's really important. Today is the Holy Ghost word. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe there's something you should do at this very moment. Maybe there's a call, a note, a text, an appointment that needs to be set up. Make something right, for now is the accepted time. Tomorrow can be your enemy, and we can't count on it showing up. We can't boast of any tomorrows. But in a very real sense, tomorrow's not just our enemy. It's our friend. You remember when Joshua told God's people, sanctify yourselves today. Tomorrow is coming. It's loaded with miracles. There's something captivating about living in today, but also leaning into tomorrow. Tomorrow is your friend when it gives you a chance to change your mind. Have you ever awakened in the middle of the night and say, I shouldn't have said that today. I shouldn't have said this. I messed up. We all have. It's a sign of a healthy conscience that our inner man is at work. 
that those reins are still tight around the heart. So we make ourselves a mental note. We're going to have a chance to make it right. That's when tomorrow is your friend. To me, that's a big deal for in any sphere of human endeavor. Nobody bats a thousand. Everybody makes mistakes. And while it would have been best if the mistake had not been made, you show me a person who never makes mistakes, and I'll show you a person who's no longer with us. Because if you're living, if you're breathing, you have flaws, we fall down. We say things we shouldn't say. We do something wrong. We commit errors. We omit doing things right. But tomorrow comes. And we have a chance to make something right, to go to the person and say, I was wrong. I hurt you. Please forgive me. Tomorrow is also your friend when it gives you a chance to begin again, to start over. It's said that a church should be a place where hearers are offered four things. First, a sense of identity that each person finds great value in the sight of God. Second, a sense of community that this is a place where I belong. Third, a sense of meaning, that your life has a purpose and here's where you can discover it. And finally, a sense of hope that beyond all of life's problems and trials, there's a better day coming. Tomorrow is a blank slate. It's a field of freshly fallen snow with no pass. It's no footsteps. It's a chance to begin again, start again. Tomorrow is the geography on the other side of Calvary. It's the place on the other side of the cross where I can forget my today and my yesterday and can start afresh and anew. And so we hold on to tomorrow. We cling to it. Tomorrow is spelled H-O-P-E, hope. To paraphrase Emily Dickinson, tomorrow is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Tomorrow is the song of the soul that says, if I can make it through the day, God, just give me the grace and the grit to see a new sun rise and to start over and to breathe fresh the fragrance of another day and renewed mercies. Isn't that the unusually placed verse in the writings of Jeremiah? In the midst of lamentations, weepings, mournings, wailings, in the midst of pain, loss, and setbacks, we read that poetic verse in the third chapter. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. If I can make it until tomorrow, fresh mercies await. Another chance to see God's goodness in the land of the living. Another chance to accept His grace. That's the theme of the musical Annie when she's left all alone and no one is there to help her. She steps out on stage with a single down light and she sings. She doesn't sing the blues nor the pain and the misery of all that's lost and left behind. She sings of her hope and the nearness of the future. The sun will come out tomorrow. So you've got to hang on till tomorrow. Come what may. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. You're always a day away. I'm blinded by the light of tomorrow. The hope of tomorrow is a powerful thing. You say hope is wishful thinking. I say think again. G.K. Chesterton once said, there is no medicine like hope. 
no incentive so great and no tonic so powerful as the expectation of something better tomorrow. You remember in that mythological story of Pandora's box, when that box was opened and all of the heartache and all of the miseries and pestilences were released upon the world, the story goes that there was one creature, a tiny creature, left inside of the box. It was called hope. It was meant to counteract all of the evils released when she opened the lid. Tomorrow is our friend when it gives us a chance to change our mind, when it gives us a chance to make something right, when it gives us a chance to start over. Tomorrow. It can be my enemy. I can't count on tomorrow. I can't put off till tomorrow what I should do today. But tomorrow can also be my friend. It's an accomplice of hope. It's only a day away. If I can get through this thing called today, then I'm going to find the strength and the mercies in God that I need for tomorrow. If I can only cope through this situation, if I can hope for a better tomorrow, then there is a rope that draws me into my future. Hope is that massive anchor of the soul that says, whatever happened bad today, tomorrow God can work together for my good. Whatever disappointment I had today, the Lord is going to give me strength and he will restore my joy tomorrow. Hold on to tomorrow. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.